Technology is the tool set. Ultimately, change management, people and process is generally the hardest bit about a digital transformation. The tool set may need enhancing, adapting, which is one aspect of it. But also, it's also from an internal perspective, it's the people and process that they have to go through. And what we've seen is that people and organizations can make those changes a lot quicker than they ever used to. But it's exceptionally important to, to ultimately get it right. So, you know, what we've seen is is how we can work very closely with customers to, to get all aspects, you know, working. Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tingser. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind that both employees and customers love and support. Today's guest is Mark Gorston, Vice President and Oracle EMEA and JPEG. Mark has spent most of his career in hospitality and technology. We talk about how Oracle is helping operators across the globe to digital transform their companies and making sure they get a high return of investment. According to Mark, the pandemic has had a huge change on how we do business and the way people buy and consume food, which have forced many operators to digitize faster than ever, just due to the challenge around no contact between staff and customers. Mark gives some great examples of how leading operators are transforming their operations with tech at the center and mentioned that many will not go back and operate as they did, which can be a win for both employees and customers short and long term. He believes that the coming 12 to 18 months will be very hard, but he has hope for the operators that have and will continue to innovate and keep the ship afloat. But before you tune in, why not sign up to our Maverick community newsletter and get great insights and leadership tools at hospitalitymavericks.com. We all need to go through this together, so happy to talk with you about your challenges, so please book a chat with me on hospitalitymavericks.com. And don't worry, if you did not get all of this, there will be links in the show notes. There are many great nuggets and advice in here for any leader, so tune in and enjoy. Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast show. And today we're going to be exploring a subject that we have touched upon, upon a couple of times during the pandemic, actually a lot of times because it's so relevant and uh, it's digital transformation. It's actually a lot of businesses in the hospitality industry. You are now driven by tech and tech is the center of it. And uh, this transformation is becoming so incredible important as a, we move forward, but also it brings up a lot of new challenges. And uh, for this conversation, I've been very lucky to be connected with uh, Mark Gorston from uh, Oracle. So welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you, Michael. Delighted to be here um, talking to you today about uh, obviously a topic that uh, is on everyone's mind at the minute. Mark, for, for people that doesn't know who you are, can you uh, just give them a bit of uh, an elevator pitch about who Mark is, but also uh, what is Oracle all about and what is your role in, in the restaurant and uh, food industry? So I think today uh, I run the, um, the business for Oracle Food and Beverage that covers uh, Europe, Middle East and Africa and, and also um, uh, Australia and New Zealand. Uh, so quite a, a broad uh, responsibility. I think 
what what's I, I'd like to also share is how how I kind of got into the industry and and it, it, I've been around for about twenty five years now and it all started in a a small coffee house in in Tunbridge Wells um, where I was a, a waiter um, in a little restaurant uh, a coffee house sorry um, you know called Zapatas and I remember leaving my uh, first shift there and um, thinking that. You know, this is a, an industry where, you know, you're working, um, you know, you're serving customers who are there enjoying themselves. And really from that point forward, it was an industry that I felt that I would definitely be, you know, certainly wedded to for for, for a long time uh, in the future. And, you know, from that, you know, I went uh, into operations, uh, work for, uh, you know, customers, uh, you know, or companies, uh, KFC, Slug and Lettuces, uh, a few freeholds to name a few. You know, really, it was I, I did that, and then I think it was probably about twelve years ago um, where Mike Cross, uh, which is you know what, what some people will be more familiar with, Oracle Food and Beverage, um, effectively came and, and asked me if I'd come and work for them, and 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 really, um, I, I've not looked back since then. Um, you know, Oracle came and bought that business in two thousand and fourteen, I think. Now, Michael. From then, it, it's been a journey, um, somewhat transitioning the businesses and leveraging, you know, all the Micros history that we built, um, and also bringing in um, the, all the all the benefits and, and great tech advantages that, you know, Oracle brings. And I think it's also important to note that whilst Oracle's a, a large organisation, you know, we have a dedicated industry focus for food and beverage, so it, it kind of sits within its own PL within Oracle, as do many of our our other, um, you know, industries that we focus on, whether that's retail, communications, you know, construction and engineering, um, you know, food and beverage has its own place um, within within the organization. What are the typical uh, customers Oracle works with and uh, what kind of solutions are they are they uh, buying from you? Yeah, sure. So I think if we if we if we use hospitality, there's really kind of two ways we view hospitality. One is the you know the the hotel side of it, and the other is the the, the food and beverage uh, side of it. Um, and whilst they have, um, you know, whilst we have food and beverage in hotels, um, we we kind of service, um, you know, restaurants, um, you know, in a separate business unit. You know, anywhere that doesn't kind of have a bed, you know, falls into the into the food and beverage element of of the the global business unit. So so typically within you know the the hotel side of the business, um, you know, we we serve hotels. Uh, within the food and beverage uh, side, it's anything from, you know, stadiums, uh, quick service restaurants, casual dining, table service restaurants, all of those aspects uh, of food and beverage is, is kind of who our typical customers are. During here, the pandemic, what have you seen as happening? How has this actually impacted you and, and your clients? What has been the, the journey? So I think it goes without saying that the you know the the, the pandemic has has kind of had a, had a material impact on our industry as a whole. Um, you know, for having a you know kind of change in business focus and operations essentially overnight. You know, for to people protect for, for protecting their life's work and livelihood of their employees. You know, I think it's been a, a tremendous challenge for all of us. Um, you know, it's transformed the workplace. Um, you know, I think 100% you know is is kind of now home access across Oracle. And we've had to adapt to that change, you know, manage lives, you know, that that, that kind of evolve around Zoom, um, you know, kind of rely on tech uh, at home to deliver daily business continuity, um, you know, for our customers and our partners. So, you know, I think, you know, just from that perspective, it's had a, a you know, a material impact on kind of how we how we do business. 
And uh, what have you seen some of the the challenges that has been with your your customers? What what uh, how have how, how have you seen that, and how have you been involved in maybe helping solving some of these uh, challenges with your technology? You know, when obviously the the the, the pandemic hit, um, you know, and everything shut down, you know, I kind of I guess our, our first priority was to, you know, go and go and talk to our customers. I mean, that was the the first thing we did, um, and. You know, at the start, none of us, you know, kind of really knew how fast or, or what it was going to look like when it was going to come back online. So, you know, our role to play in this was, you know, reaching out and saying, really, how can we help? Um, and I think that, you know, w- what we did was trying to, to to work with our customers and look at how we could advance perhaps the technology stack um, that they had, um, you know, today to see what we could do. To enable them to, to pivot channels, whether that's you know was delivery, um, you know whether that was um, pickup, um, you know whatever channel that they they needed to go and help um, you know pivot their business on, um, we needed to kind of go make sure that you know we enabled them them to do that. So I think that you know our first priority was was kind of picking up the phone and and, and seeing you know uh, how our customers um, needed needed some help um, to, to for when they did reopen how we could give them the technology platforms, um, you know, to enable that. And have you seen, I, I talked a bit about in the, in the intro about, you know, the speed of digitization that's happened over the last six to seven months. Have you seen the same where people have just moved their roadmaps so quicker than they actually originally thought? Because I always think that has this, as an operator or leader of a business, I've been there myself as a decision maker inside a hospitality business, you don't want to disrupt the customer's experience. So you think actually they are not ready for technology. But I think we've seen the opposite. People are so ready to use technology and the pandemic have proven that. Have you seen that companies have just very quickly and rapidly expanded their the tech stack in, in this period as well? Yeah, yes, it's a great question. Certainly, Michael, I think that, you know, what we've seen is that, you know, our, our role to play, um, you know, and what we try and get out of bed to do every day is really think ahead, is really provide technology that gives the customers, you know, uh, you know give customers the ability to go and do business, um, you know, not only for what they want to do today, but also in the future and prepare them for that future. And, and I think that, um, you know, what we we did was, um i think what we tried to do was kind of go and reopen some of the conversations that we've been having for some time because i think that we are at times we are all uh culpable of of kind of not prioritizing certain things but for the right reasons um but what we found was you know there were things that we had talked about um with our customers for a long time but really it didn't hit the the priority list at the top for as i said the you know for for, for generally good reasons um, but we found very quickly that they wanted to turn it on there. So we had to be prepared to make sure that, you know, A, we could, you know, deploy the the right, you know, versions of the application, um, ensure that, you know, the the hardware, be it, you know, in-store, but also above-store, um, you know, worked with that. Um, and then ultimately connected them to the partners that they needed in order to be able to go and deliver their product. Um, and I think that was uh, one of, uh, you know, uh, one of the biggest things that we saw. And it was um, we were kind of prepared um, because we had been talking to a lot of our customers about this stuff, um, you know, for a long time prior to the actual pandemic happening. 
So within all this uh, here during the pandemic, what is the what is the biggest surprise uh, you have had in all of this? What what have you observed uh, with your clients when it comes to digital transformation? What is like the one thing where you think, wow, I didn't see that come? I don't think it was necessarily a surprise, but I think that the rate and pace at which our industry worked together to deliver um, and kind of still operate in a pandemic uh, in one of the hardest hit industries um, was, you know, as I say, not a surprise, but it was um, fascinating to, to kind of see. You know, uh, we are, uh, you know, we're all very protective. You know, a lot of us have been in this industry for a long time, and, and it is, it's a, it's a language. It's in your DNA, and I think that. You know, a lot of us have worked in this industry for a very, very long time. And to see it hit as hard as we had, it was really refreshing to see, um, you know, people come together to in order to try and kind of find ways to, to work together. So I, I don't think it was a surprise necessarily, um, Michael, but I think it was um, it was refreshing to see how fast people were prepared to pivot their business priorities in order to be able to help um, ultimately um, their customers, our customers, um, and end users uh, continue to do business. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. It, it's uh, it's it's incredible to see the the amount of uh, you know response and speed things has happened in the last six months. When you think about that, many probably also is on the edge of bankruptcy at the same time, or very uncertain about their future, but they just kept on grinding at it and then and, and put things in place uh, if you didn't do delivery suddenly you did delivery if you didn't communicate with your customer through certain channels you suddenly did that uh, overnight uh, and that 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 innovation is probably one of the things we should grab out of this i totally agree what have you seen like uh, when you look at your customers what are some of the things where you think wow that was really really clever done and they've used technology actually to you know improve their businesses um, we've got a, a large ecosystem, you know, in our industry, and I think that the uh, the ability to kind of go and pull together what's required to, you know, serve certain channels has, has kind of been the first thing. But but also in parallel to the tech side, it's been interesting to see how um, customers have changed some of their business models. I mean, who'd have thought necessarily we'd have been, you know, buying coffees through subscription, for example. Um, you know, so I think it's it's you know I feel, I feel like that. You know, technology is a is 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 ultimately the tool that, that is there to kind of help people deliver. So, what we've seen is, um, you know, customers you know come to us and and ultimately say, you know, we need a certain percentage of our technology stack in order to be able to do do you know serve this particular channel or this particular store in this way. Um, but we've also seen a, a real appetite, you know, on the on you know not just the tech side but also um, you know the more operational side. Of how they've reacted, um, you know, to to kind of continue to do business in different ways. Yeah, because it's quite interesting. There's been a, a lot of uh, definitely transformation happening on the customer facing things just because of the need for contactless, doing delivery and so on. But actually, what I'm picking up as well now is there's a lot of businesses are now starting to look inside as well and see, okay. We've done this change. It's dramatically changed the way we 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 operate, and we still need to continue that. And now they are focusing on optimizing internal uh, infrastructures with technology, actually putting power on uh, inside 
backwards, the back of house, as we call it as well in, in hospitality. Is that also something you have seen and, and in any specific cases you maybe can reference in that connection? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you if you take, we recently did a, you know, a, a consumer dining survey. And if you think that, you know, the, the four tech enabled experiences that I'd like to reference that, you know, we, we saw, um, you know, view menu and order on a personal device was a key one. You know, being able to reserve tables in advance, um, you know, on a personal device, um, you know, contactless payment, whether that be, you know, kind of kiosk or tablet, um, and ultimately paying on a personal device. So I think, you know, there's kind of, there's no magic bullet, but I think that um, those are kind of some of the trends, um, you know, that we've seen. And, you know, I'll reference, um, you know, you mentioned an example. If you just take the look at the likes of, um you know, Wagamamas, who are part of the TRG group, you know, they were going to the lengths of being able to, to optimize their queuing system um, to actually, you know, dine in at one point. And just things like that, that perhaps, you know, they wouldn't have necessarily thought of as a priority, you know, pre-pandemic, um, you know, they, they kind of really looked at, at and, and worked out how they could improve that experience from their customers going in store. So, um, we saw, we've seen lots of different ways of, 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 of customers being creative, um, how they've optimized their kitchens, um, you know, to, to handle multiple channels. Um, you know, that's one of the biggest aspects of change. You know, when you're receiving orders from, you know, in-store, from um, pickup to delivery, how do you operationalize that in, in, the, in the back end, um, be it, you know, the production of food to your staff? Um, all of those aspects um, have caused, you know, caused uh, our, our customers to kind of ask us, ask questions of us, right, as a technology provider, but also ask questions of how, you know, they themselves can also operationalize, um, you know, themselves better to be able to to handle that that change. When you're doing this uh, change, and especially uh, digital transformation, as I've tried myself uh, training a code through my career and, and putting technology in place to, to help doing the heavy lifting either for the customers or the employees or the managers. What are the some of the, the key blockers you see for digital transformation? And maybe are some of them now disappearing because of our unique situation? Uh, yes, is, is, is the answer. I think some are going away. I think that the... Um, the, the key to the, the blockers is really uh, change management. Um, I think, you know, if we go back to what I previously said, you know, technology is the tool set. Um, you know, ultimately, change management, people and process um, is generally the, the, the hardest bit about a digital transformation. Um, you know, the, the tool set may need uh, enhancing, adapting, um, which, you know, is, is one aspect of it. Um, which is where you know we try and help in in whatever ways we can, um, and you know, but also it's also from a from a internal perspective, it's it's the people and process that they have to go through. And what we've seen is that you know people and organisations can make those changes a lot quicker than they ever used to. Um, but it's it's exceptionally important to to ultimately get it right. So you know what we've seen is is how we can work very closely with customers to to get all aspects um you know working and and a lot of customers have really opened up about their change management process internally for us to be able to work with them on that which i think is also um you know key for for us and and something that i've seen definitely change um since this started a lot more openness about you know kind of organizations because you know we've needed that in order to kind of help deploy technology you know, I, I think there's been certain cases where, 
you know, customers have not had a, a tech stack that's enabled them to be agile or do business in the way that they need to do in a pandemic. And, and ultimately, they've required a complete shift. And it's, you know, ultimately, you know, we get a call and my team get a call and it's like, how quickly can you implement this? And, you know, what we say is, well, we might be able to implement it next week, but can you do that on your side? And, and ultimately, um, you, know, uh, you know, providing the tool is one aspect of it. So I, I think I, I'd say, you know, that they were, you know, they're, they're still blockers. But I think that um, what's happened is that they're not blockers anymore. It's just making sure that every box is ticked. And, I've, and we've seen that you know, people are prepared to do that a lot quicker in order to be able to, you know, to say, be agile and do business. Yeah, because what I've observed myself is that often what I've seen when I've done digital transformation projects back from the early 2000s often was about getting it sticky out in the front line, getting the, the staff and the managers involved in using the technology in the right way. Because often the tool, there's nothing wrong with the hammer, is how you hold the hammer sometimes. And uh, other knowledge about how you're holding the, the hammer. And I see often, you know, 70% to 75% of the project I've been involved in that didn't work. Uh, and that uh, was because of the, uh, you know, we didn't get that stickiness. So we had to go back and push again. And it's like any other thing you try to implement into your business. You really have to put it in the center of what you're doing and don't think because it's technology it's it's just a it's just as simple as installing it and say well done check checkbox out of the door let's move on to the next priority um and i i've observed the same as you that you know that there's an openness but again there's there's, there's how do you make it sticky out in front of winner and how ready are you for that because this is like transforming the core of their business as you said before like they they have to work in a very different way as an organization as well and change your their, their principles towards that have you seen some of your clients really like taking their old model and say, let's let's throw everything uh, up in the air and see see how we can put it together in a different way of how they operated before? Uh, definitely, and, and I'd just like to to, to kind of come. Uh, I'll come back to that in a second, but I think that just to kind of um, extend one of the points you were making there is. Um, yeah, what we founded, what we found at times pre kind of pre pandemic is that. Yeah, people don't always like change. You know, businesses make a decision for sometimes reasons that, um, you know, perhaps aren't always obvious to the frontline, you know, teams. And and it's always hard, you know, uh, to to kind of, um, you know, it's always hard. But it, it, I think it's convincing uh, organisations to change when you know people are the operators, the people on the front line, the you know that are serving um, food and drink, etc. Don't always see all those reasons. And I think, you know, because of the pandemic. And, you know, the impact that it had on, you know, just the risk to jobs, the risk to livelihoods, the risk to actually doing business. You know, ultimately, what we've seen from people is that acceptance to, OK, we need to change because we need to make sure that we, you know, we can you know do business in, in these times. So, you know, for us, I think that was kind of the shift um, that also that we saw is that acceptance of, you know, crikey, we need to, to be able to change in order to just do, to do business. Um and then to come on to your kind of latter latter question, I think that what we've seen, um, you know, in, in in upheaval is where we've had, and obviously what we do from our vant, you know, from from our the, where we sit is we serve, you know, tier one customers right through to tier five, and um, you know where you have a, a tier one customer, 
um, that has a, a generally a, 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 a very large infrastructure, there might only be pieces of that infrastructure you need to kind of remove and replace. Um, and that, and that's with those customers, we, we've kind of worked on that and focused on the, you know, the, the real bits that are going to make a difference. Um, there has been other customers that really have just not prioritized, um, you know, the, the, the tool set, if you like, in order to do business. And they've just, you know, had something that's been in there for a decade. And actually, there's no way that they can um, effectively, you know, um, provide to all those channels I referenced earlier, um, whether that is pickup, whether that's delivery or, or whatever. So that's when we've had to develop our solutions in order to be able to, you know, service people within a week. Um, you know, and I think that's been something we've had to adapt from our side. You know, when we look at our roadmaps, when we look at our, you know, our investment portfolio, you know, the pa pandemic has had to adapt that because we needed to be able to deliver stuff to, to people very quickly um, in order for them to, to kind of stay um, stay in business at times. Yeah, so you have the the, the full spectrum in in principle that uh, that you have worked with, where you know somebody is starting from almost scratch, as you say, and to people that just have to to get a couple of new spare parts into their into their vehicle. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So you know, and and that's where you know this this whole industry is you know is is very you know it, it's it's very close to a lot of people's heart in the business because. You know, in it, you know, certainly, you know, it impacts everyone. But we are, we're, we're working with, you know, huge corporate organisations as well as, you know, um, you know, people who have built up their own independent single store, um, you know, that has taken them, um, you know, years and years to build. Um, so really, kind of our, our emotional um, uh, ability um, to kind of work with all of that has, has been tested our side, you know, because. You know, we've been working with these um, for a long, long time, and 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 it's impacted each, you know, all of them in different ways. And and I think that's uh, been one of the challenges, you know, myself and and my team and our business has 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 really kind of had to you know adapt when the, the pandemic hit to a certain degree. So so when it comes to digital transformation or hospitality technology uh, within the sector, what what is the big next trend you see coming? Because now we we are digitalized, I would say, uh, in a certain degree, most operators now have digitalized to a certain degree. What is the next big thing that, that's going to happen? What is, a, what is the big bang when it comes to technology? What is it that you need to drive towards now? I think the first thing I would say is kind of... Uh, removing the kind of spaghetti topology um i think i think what we've found is that you know the next big thing uh from you know from from our, our side is is ultimately you know what we've done in the pandemic is ultimately tried to enable and what we've seen from customers is they try to enable everything right um you know very quickly in order to do business and i think that you know what we're going to go and see is 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 you know, a refinement, um, you know, of that topology of, of that, um, you know, the, what they've got um, with all the kind of on and off premise channels, the connections, the aggregators, you know, I think that there is going to be, um, you know, kind of a trend of, of kind of trying to simplify all of that, you know, to ensure those consistency across all platforms. So I'd say that was certainly, you know, kind of one trend I think we're going to see. Um, I think, you know, kind of, Short midterm, I think you know, um, you know, mobile, bring your own device, uh, contactless, everything. Um, but the one I probably um, certainly say is is kind of personalization. Um, I think that uh, I think that people have generally become you know somewhat more loyal uh, during uh, their their kind of uh, during the, the the lockdowns and stay at home. 
and, and I think we saw that in, in our in our survey stats. I think, you know, uh, one in three said that they had become more loyal. So I think that the areas of investment around, you know, loyalty, personalization um, is going to ultimately um, be exceptionally uh, important to um you know, to our customers. You know, of course, new new customer acquisition is important to everyone, but I I do think there's going to be a an, an added an added um, drive around loyalty. Um, you know, there's we could have a separate discussion about what loyalty means, but um, I think from a from a loyalty perspective, I think that's going to be key. And then I think longer term, I think connecting the back office to the front end experience. You know, supply chain, inventory, real time buying. Um, you know, IoT. I think for me. That's kind of the, the mid to long term aspect of, of the trend. Yeah, and that's where you get to the ultimate digitalization of the business, I guess, when you you reach that stage where every when you touch one thing, you can see it in live time that now a cost is moving or the projection of something is moving because something is happening somewhere in the business. Yeah, and I think that exactly right. And I think that's that's something that has definitely been you know, been been in um you know, as part of the conversations we have, people want there's so much more data with the extended channels, with the extended ways to do business. You know, as a technology provider, there is much more demand from us to be able to provide you know data that that covers all of those channels. You know, people want to see real time how many orders that they've they're getting through um, the the you know through delivery through one of the aggregators so that they can help manage the workload in the kitchen kitchen based on the in store capacity. Um, so I think that, the, you know, the, the whole kind of, you know, data aspect, um, you know, around that full digitalization um, is is definitely uh, going to only accelerate as uh, to your point. Yeah, and I think that that's really interesting because one of the things I always thought was challenging when I run multiple restaurant units was that some managers in some units was more experienced than others. So they had a better touch on what worked and didn't work. So it's a lot based on their experience, but also when you got a new manager into a new site, there was a, this a catching up time about the learning the, the the patterns of this place and understanding it. And because you didn't have any data in that kind of way and not enough data points, it often become a gut feel thing. And that's never good in any business decision to use your gut. You actually need to take the hardcore facts and make better decisions out of it. And I think that's one of the things that's going to be very interesting to see how can you actually, you know, shorten those periods of for, for a new manager that comes into a restaurant to make better business decision in that in that place or in that unit for itself. And that, that's one of the things where I think digitalization really is going to have massive impacts on businesses from a productivity and a profitability point of view. So I think that's very interesting what you say there. What about a uh, delivery? Everybody have talked about delivery in this, and uh, taking take the takeout market is uh, has exploded during this time. Is that in your view and what you see with your customer? Is that you know, of course, we are in a second lockdown here in the UK and many other places in the world, and that of course increases delivery. Do you think that's going to continue in the same levels on the other side, or will that find a way to mature as well? I think that no doubt that it will find a way to mature. I think that the um, the nature of our um, you know industry, I think that and the aspect that I know I miss, and I know a lot of uh, of, of kind of customers miss, um, is is part of going out and eating is the environment, is the interaction with the staff, is the the environment you're in when you're you're having a drink or or when you're eating, and I think that. 
you know, there's, there's, there's a significant amount of people missing that. Um, and I think that, you know, once, you know, and we talk about recovery, but once we get to a point where, you know, we're in a place where we can open uh, for in-store to trade um, and we can also service all those other, other channels, I think it's, it's one where, um, you know, restaurants and, and um, bars, et cetera, are going to have to kind of make the decisions on, you know, kind of how they and prioritize and ultimately think about how, how they are going to operate. Um, I think there'll still be a, a, a place for, for, you know, delivery. Absolutely. Um, I, I think, you know, it's not going to go away. People, uh, you know, like being able to, you know, not only go out, but also experience their, their, their favorite food at, at home as well. So I think that, that there will be a, 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 a shift. I think that there could be a disrupting of the disruptors. I think there'll be a, a, a shakedown of delivery. I think, you know, maybe we'll see aggregators merge. Maybe, you know, operators will start exploring the last mile services, um, you know, driving back to the brand. Um, you know, I, I think that there's lots of things that are going to come out. But I, I do feel that, um, you know, as a, you know, as an industry, I think people are, I, I think, you know, and I, I can't, kind of, can't, I don't want to give a point in time, but I do think that there will be, a desire to, to kind of get back out and I think that's going to be the interesting aspect and as a technology provider we need to make sure that you know what we're providing enables our customers to, to kind of serve wherever that goes and be able to provide a point of service kind of set of, of tools as opposed to just a point of sale set of tools. And and that leads very well into to the next thing I would like to ask you, Mark. Because if you had a crystal ball and uh, and you had to predict a bit about how the industry looks in twelve to eighteen months uh, from here, because already now that's happened more the last six months that's happened maybe even in in the last two decades, I would say. Uh, which means that you know we are we are moving so progressively fast, and there's a, of course a lot of casualties within that. But how how is the high street looking, and how is the restaurant one, the hospitality world looking after after this shakedown or pandemic uh, explosion? Call it what you want, because it's really it's really going fast now. Because there's we are in, in maybe in the in the toughest winter in many ways. I think that if you ever find that crystal ball, I'd, I'd love to uh, to get a look into it, uh, Michael. If you if you ever come across it, um, but I think that um, from a you know kind of thoughts process, I think that there is going to be um, perhaps a drive towards uh, localization. I think that you know what we've seen is again going back to the loyalty question. I think you know and and the whole kind of a bit more working from home. Um, you know, when we get back, you know, who's to say that people will get back to that 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 five days a week? Um, you know, in a, in a in a in a in a you know going to the office. So I think that there'll be a, a lot more kind of localization where you know the, the destinations of like a, a London, for example, um, you know, might not be day to day. They might be once or twice a week, and then you know for the rest of it, it might be much more localized. So I think that's definitely um, will be an interesting to kind of. Um, you know, see see where that pans out. I think you know people are gonna, you know, be. I think there's more appetite to source ingredients, um, you know, locally. Um, so I think that there is there's that kind of warming to you know to helping your local communities uh, and, and your local restaurants. But still, there is going to be that you know still that that draw to destinations, but might not be as uh, as, as frequent. So I think that's that's kind of the first thing I would say. Um, I think, you know, we talk a lot about virtual kitchens um, or dark kitchens, or I've seen a number of terms that, that, that kind of have been used for that. 
you know, are we going to get to a stage where we have potentially kind of, you know, much you know, food trucks, for example, um, you know, an explosion in that area? Um, you know, who knows? But I think what we're trying to do is, is kind of figure that out, um, you know, at the moment so that we can build technology to, to kind of support those things. Um, you know, I think that the, 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 the question that I think will be interesting is, you know, if in two years we're kind of, you know, we, we go back to, you know, our old ways or whether, you know, um, it will continue, um, you know, in a, in a world that we're seeing today. Yeah, it's quite interesting. You, you mentioned food trucks. One of the things I've seen as well is that suddenly it's allowed again uh, to operate from a hole in a wall almost. You, you you can come out with a with a concept now without you have to have everything uh, perfectly done because people accept a bit more that you're that you're trying as a new 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 in the class or maybe you're launching that concept you always dreamed about and this is maybe the time where there's some really interesting concept that's gonna evolve out of this you mentioned you know uh virtual kitchens or or food trucks it's i think it's gonna come some really interesting things myself out of out of that world where we don't know about yet who they are but they in 10 years time they they came out of this this crisis because they got an opportunity to step into the market yeah and i think for operators it's going to be that the key for them is going to be you know working out you know what is a fad and what isn't right you know because people are going to you know want to be agile and they're going to want to to try and do you know different things and that that's great but i think it's the investment the energy the the time that goes into exploring one of those things is is significant um and i think that it's important to you know kind of evaluate those things whilst being agile which you know don't often go hand in hand because evaluation you know if if you're doing it sometimes takes uh you know longer than we'd like so i think it's important for you know our industry to to kind of you know um, explore where it makes sense but if there's you know kind of quickly tick off those that are fads and are not going to kind of help yeah and I, I totally agree with you but also this is the time to to test things but then very quickly also you know find out if this actually works for you because it works for the neighbors doesn't mean it works for you and 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 your concept and i think that there's a lot of uh, i've seen a lot of what i call when you see a five-year-old boys play or girls play football they all run to the same corner with the ball and then we have to be very careful that we don't think we can just copy what others do we need to test things within our business models and then evaluate if it actually works for us and actually we're actually getting that return we need uh, and and if don't then 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 start start trying to do something else because it's not going to work with just putting grit into it uh, and i think this is a great environment to test things you might wouldn't have tested you know pre-pandemic so uh, so i think as long as you have that view on it in the end of the podcast mark uh, we always ask for some advice for the industry out there for leaders out there how they can navigate it from 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 you, what you have experienced yourself as a leader and what you're going through right now, what would you be your top three advice to people out there? Oh, um, great one to finish on. So I think for, first and foremost, Mark, I think it's 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 critically important to consider where the market is going and, and ultimately positioning yourself accordingly and, and consistently in what you're doing. I think it's embracing you know points of service and not points of sale necessarily. You know, and making sure that you, you know, you're set up and, and how you're going to maintain it. So that would be kind of the first thing I think. The second piece is basically, you know, think how about you're going to, you know, do front and back house operations. 
you know, given about, you know, what, where we know the market is going, you know, do you have the right technology, but also the people and process to optimize the customer experience, right? Um, I think that would be, um, you know, the second. And then I think, um, you know, lastly, you know, what, what we've seen, and we do have a good advantage within our, our customer base, is that whilst obviously the natural thought, and, and it is that, you know, it's been really challenging out there, what we have seen in our data is that there is some, you know, characteristics that and from customers that they're getting back to growth very quickly. And so I think we're all trying to have that level of optimism to get back our industry to, to the levels that we know um, we want it to. Um, you know, and so I think, you know, really kind of summing that piece up, it's establish a technology strategy that supports agility. And I, I kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier, but but ultimately, um, it's important that you align, you know, uh, that element, the strategy of what you're going to try and do, but making sure that you can be agile about it. Great advice, Mark. And uh, yeah, like positioning uh, is so important in this. If it's uh, from the the top of your business and the direction you're setting it, and also being able communicating that through the organization, and also as you say again also make sure that the infrastructure follows that and then that's where technology maybe can put some agility as you say in to changing your your business model how do you actually not because technology take over everything but it can actually help you build that infrastructure so you can make this change quicker and then of course yeah we we have to look on the bright side of things there, there is there's an end to everything when you walk through it there will be another side of this and uh it's about what you do uh, in this period, probably that you can see the uh, the multiple impact of uh, afterwards. I think brilliant, brilliant advice, Mark. Mark, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and sharing your your insights and knowledge. Uh, sending you and your team at Oracle all the power and energy you need to uh, to thrive and survive uh, in the new paradigm. Yeah, thank you for having me, uh, Michael. It's been um, yeah, been a delight to to talk to you and. And as you say, you know, we're all focused, um, you know, here at uh, Oracle Food and Beverage on doing what we can and playing our part in this drive back to getting our industry back to where we all want it to be. Mark, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and thinking on digital transformation. Some great best practices and ideas on how to implement tech better and faster. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share, rate, review or subscribe to one of our channels. Tune in next time for another interview. And in the meantime, find out more about us and subscribe to our community and download free leadership tools at hospitalitymavericks.com. Please also join the Game Changer Facebook group if you want to be on the forefront of what progressive leaders are up to in the hospitality industry. If you did not get all of this, don't worry, there will be links in the show notes. Thanks for listening and be maverick.